Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable presented by Home ASAP. On this show, we talk about the issues that matter to real estate agents. My name is John Walker. I'm the Digital Asset Manager for Home ASAP. And today, we're going to talk about the current seller's market with Boston agent David Bird. He'll share insights about the nationwide impacts of trends in his local market. Plus, he shares the adjustments he's making that have resulted in millions of dollars of new listings, despite the inventory shortages. Welcome to the Real Estate Roundtable. My name is John Walker, and today I'm joined by my co-host, James Sparkman. He is the Chief Revenue Officer for Home ASAP. And today we've got a special guest to talk about marketing in the current seller's market. So we're joined by David Bird with Jack Conway Realty. Uh, he works in the Boston Metro and... I understand that you were actually recently recognized as the top listing agent in your brokerage. So could you tell us a little bit about that? Oh yeah, sure. That was, um, first of all, thanks guys very much for having me, but um, that was quite an honor. It was just, just a one month designation for the month of June, 2021, um, just on the basis of two listings that closed that month for uh, a total of, I think it was 2 million, one twenty six. So wow. that's, that's quite a, that's quite a month. Now, if I could do that every month, I'd have <laughs> something going, but uh, yeah, you know, listings are tough to procure in this market. But, um, but actually one thing I'm proud of about that stat was um, that June, 2021, you know, three months ago, was the um, the largest grossing month in the history of my company, which goes back to not 2007 or anything. Goes back, our company goes back to 1956. Oh, wow. <laughs> so that was that was um, that was quite an honor, um, and I. Um, I can remember when I first started at the company, sitting in the in our sales meetings, and you know we started talking. Manager starts talking about goals, and I was thinking, I can't wait to you know help contribute to the to our goals because um, I you know fancy myself a team player, and um, and so when something like that happens, when, you know I actually contributed to something huge, it, it makes me feel really good. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. I mean, that, that's pretty amazing, uh, especially in this time. Uh, so um, we were actually uh, introduced by your turnkey suite account manager, Gwen Eigenbauer. Um, so could you tell me just a little bit about what role she plays um, in your marketing? Yeah, Gwen is Gwen is essential to my whole marketing plan. I really, I kind of couldn't do it without her. Um, and also I want to start by saying one of the, one of the best things about the service and and Gwen is that I've you know I've, Gwen has been my account manager for the entire time I've worked with her, which is I guess three over three years now. Um, so that type of stability is something that I, is very rare. You know when you're working with marketing professionals, and um, I I really appreciate that very much. It, it has allowed us to. Um, develop a really good working relationship and I don't have to re-explain myself mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do to her over and over. Um, she's, you know, very efficient and she listens and, and um, so she's great at everything she does. Um, I use her a lot for um, getting just listed or just sold ads together for, um, for use on uh, Facebook and, and of course, Instagram. 
those are, you know, two very important things I need her for. I don't have the time or ability to figure out how to create ads and how to run them effectively and efficiently. And, and Gwen is so great at that. Um, but she also, you know, anytime I need like a, a, a little short video for, uh, you know, professional looking to um, advertise or announce that I'm doing an open house, um, she'll come up with that very quickly and get that running for me. And then, you know, she gives me a copy. I can post it on Instagram. So that's, that's another really important aspect of what she does. Um, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I love when I, I think she, she predates me at home ASAP, I've, I've been here for about three years and I don't know, she's probably been at least five, I would say, or well, James, right you, you're kind of one of the, uh, the OGs here, I guess you'd say. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've been here, I've been here nine years. So yeah, I think Gwen's been here about five and uh, that's just one of the great things I think about, uh, Turnkey Suite is just in terms of account managers. You know, we don't deal with a lot of the volatility with like turnover, which is pretty common in, in people who do digital marketing and a lot of moving around. Um, but I think that's that's crucial in terms of any any marketing strategy, let alone for real estate agents or, or any other profession is uh, being able to have that relationship and because it's got to evolve over time with you know, of course, real estate, as you know, is constantly shifting. And, uh, yeah. you know, we'll talk about that in, in yeah. a minute in terms of the current conditions and everything. But yeah, it is great to to be able to have that kind of stability and, um, you know, not have to start from square one again. Yeah. And I'm, I'm impressed at, um, you know, how many clients she has to work for. And, um, you know, yet, you know, she's just so hardworking and, and gets it done um, regardless. And, you know, I know she's often working very late and sending me emails at, you know, 11 at night and stuff. So she's, she's just so hardworking. It's, um, it's, and, and your, your service there is such a, it's so important because so many aspects of marketing are completely unaffordable. And, but, but this, you know, my subscription is, is something that even I can, you know, deal with. So yeah. it's very much appreciated. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, actually I'm kind of curious about, uh, about the Boston market because I know a lot of the large cities like um, LA, New York, they've been seeing, you know, this outward migration, with COVID and not wanting to be in such a densely popular, uh, populated area. So um, what's the experience been like in Boston? Are you seeing that too? Right, right. Um, we definitely have seen a lot of that and, I, and there's evidence of it everywhere in that, for example, the amount of single family homes that are available is, you know, really very, very small, very, very huge lack of inventory. But the condo market in places like, uh, you know, Brighton and Brookline, just outside of Boston, um, or, you know, Brighton is technically a section of Boston. Um, there's just so much inventory. And, uh, yeah, I just took a quick look before we got on this call to see, you know, in Brighton, there's, I think, 85 condos available between uh, 280,000 and, you know, one point something million. And um, I just can't remember seeing so much inventory. And it's, it's, it's such a great time for somebody who's looking to buy in those areas or, you know, for whether they want to live there or invest because, and I have a couple of clients who are interested in, you know, one's an investor, one wants to live in Brighton. Um, 
but it's just, it's such a great time because the interest rates are so low. And, um, and these, these units are sitting on the market for, you know, a tremendous amount of time. It's, it's, things are very different here. You hear about like, you know, the average uh, single family home in the nationwide is something like 360,000. I mean, that, that would, that would hardly get you anything in this market. This is a much higher end market. So, um, yeah, so that it's um, we're seeing a lot of evidence of the condo market being very slow and the single family market being much hotter. But then again, it's all about depends where those homes are. You know, we when you hear about the market being so hot, it's really you know each <laughs> depends on could be down to the street. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, you know, one street could be hot, one might not be as hot, and. So it's, it's, it's just a crazy time where, you know, and, and I always, I always am in the habit of wishing I had a crystal ball and, you know, you know, just coming out and saying that because it's so hard to predict what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. yeah. Is that mostly new construction or is that um, with the, the condo market? Condo market are mostly existing. Oh, okay. Yeah. The existing okay. homes, very, you know, Brighton and Brookline are very built up. There's a lot of, um, renovation but there's mostly existing homes there for condos okay so along those lines obviously you keep hearing uh non-stop about this historic housing inventory um shortage yeah. in terms yeah in terms of you know it's created this you know, huge seller's market right um, but in terms of what you've seen there and kind of what you're saying i mean have you seen any indicators to you that that that's shifting at all because you know right now you keep hearing there's more more realtors than there are homes on the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, there was um, you know, f- so first of all, right now the inventory level is about you know two point six month supply. So anything below six months is a seller's market. So under three months of inventory qualifies as a real you know super seller's market. Um, so it's, it is a, a great time to buy, um, uh, to sell. I mean, uh, it's such a hard time to buy. I think in, in my particular market, it's very much here to stay. I know that inventory has ticked up about 2% overall. Um, and you know, I did see a slight uptick in my market around, um, right after labor day. And I was, I was really just blissfully assuming and hoping that that would continue. But here we are towards the end of September and um, inventory is really, you know, it's just not uh, picking up so much. At least it doesn't, doesn't feel that way. Yeah. I was just telling James that my parents um, are actually uh, moving, uh, trying to do the snowbird thing uh, where they live part of the time in uh, West Virginia, where, where they live now. And, uh, and then live part of the time in Jacksonville where we're at. Uh, and, you know, we've been trying to get into homes and, you know, before we can even go to see the home, uh, you know, the, there's multiple offers on the table. And um, so I, I, you know, I can definitely see this kind of sticking for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, and it's, it's even in, in the higher, higher end homes. Um, I have some buyers who we have a home under agreement now for in the neighborhood of, we'll say 1.3 million. But even in that, that market, I mean, it's just, you know, there's been many homes that they wanted to see that we couldn't even, we couldn't even get to in time, like within a day or two. 
Um, no. you know, the homes aren't making it to the open houses. And I was actually speaking to their lender, this, these clients lender yesterday, he had, um, he has a client who's telling me there was a house in, in Newton, which is an upscale suburb just out of outside of Boston was listed at something like 2.8 million. Um, his client offered 3 million or over and didn't get the house. And there were eight offers. And so even at that price price point of, you know, 2.8 million, it's, it, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say really. It's yeah. just crazy. Yeah. And that actually kind of speaks to the next thing I was going to ask about, because, you know, with the, uh, the crazy, seller's market, you know, we've seen the prices just going astronomical. Um, and, you know, there's even some people kind of talking that we may be in the middle of a, of a bubble. Do you have an opinion on that? Do you think that uh, we're going to see a bursting or anything like that? You know, I, I, I did think about that. I did look into a few articles on that. I, you know, follow the National Association of Realtors and, uh, and the, their economists. And um, I you know was looking into that. There's really no no fears of this being a housing bubble. Um, the, what happened in you know 2008 was more a result of um, uh, you know a lending problem where there's just too much mortgages are just too easy to obtain and and not substantiated. And uh, we've had a lot of tightening up on that since then. Uh, that you know is basically the housing market that that contributed or caused the, um, the the collapse of the economy there for a few years. But nowadays, we don't have that issue. It's really just a lack of inventory. And um, I, yeah, so I don't, I don't see anything like that happening, which is not to say that we couldn't have some type of um, collapse of the how of the housing industry, but that I don't think it'll be caused by the industry itself or its practices at this point. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. So shifting the conversation into, you know, the, from away from the inventory issue to how you're currently getting people to list their homes now, um, obviously one of the incentives for them is it is a seller's market, you know, in terms of the astronomical pricing that John just mentioned. But, you know, the big thing I keep hearing is, you know, when you talk about like, man, you could get that much for your house, but where are you going to go? You know, that's the big, that everybody's fear is I'll sell my house, but then, but then what am I going to do? Or, um, you know, this, this amount of money, you know, three years ago could have gotten me the house of my dreams, but now it might even get me a smaller house, you know, who knows? Uh, so how are you, I guess, incentivizing people to, to, to list their homes or feel comfortable doing that? Um, it, you know, it's, it is tricky when you're, if you're in a position where you need to find another place locally. Um, most of the listings I've had are situations where my clients are relocating to another part of the country. I had two listings last year at this time where the both sets of clients were, were moving to the West coast. So they didn't have to worry about that issue here. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm talking with someone right now who's, um, who's, you know, thinking about retiring and, and moving to be closer to family down South. So, I actually haven't run into that that issue too much. Also, the clients that I mentioned earlier, who we have a house under agreement with, um, they're they're in a great position. They they're looking to hold on to their current home, and um, and so they you know they want to rent it out for income. But um, uh, in, in in terms of um, 
you know, getting how, how to get people to list their home, I would say that is the million dollar question, right? That is, that's the struggle. It's really just um, a matter of um, staying in touch and, and providing information, keeping, keeping them up with the market, showing them relevant homes, if not comparable homes to, you know, theirs. And um, a big part of that is actually my subscription with, you know, Home ASAP because, you know, it's my, my Facebook page is, is out there and people can get their education and information from, you know, multiple sources on, on my site. And, um, and I actually look at my own page just to keep up myself because it's, it, there's just so much good stuff there. So I think it's really just a, a question of um, being, being in touch and providing good information and being available and ready when they are ready to make a move. Being in front of them. <laughs> yeah. The right exactly. That's probably more crucial now than ever, given the, uh, uh, of course, the, the shortage of homes means the, the shortage of human beings selling their homes. So you got to be in front of them the second they're ready to do it. Yeah. And it's so unpredictable. You just never know when that time is going to come for somebody. Right. And, you know, when that when that phone rings, you, know, you got to answer it. So mm-hmm. um, pretty much answer seven days a week. I'm you know prepared to work seven days a week and often do or at least parts of every day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, with the homes going under contract so quickly, um, you know, and like you said, people aren't even able to get to open house. Um, are, are you having to make any adjustments with uh, marketing listings? Are you even really putting any effort into marketing listings that you do get? Yeah, that's a that's a great question, because um, I've been seeing a lot of um, listings where you know, the listing agents and the sellers, they obviously just feel as if, you know, anything's going to sell no matter what. And they, they get very greedy with their listing price and they don't, they don't take the listing seriously enough. I think it's important to have a, still have a virtual tour. There are people who still just don't want to go toward the homes unless they're really serious. They want to be able to, you know, virtually walk around, take a look. So any listing that I get gets, you know, and, and that's at my cost. It doesn't cost sellers anything when they hire me to have a professional photographer do photography, floor plans with dimensions so that people can see their room sizes and um, some type of virtual tour and probably a video so that you can get a real sense of the property. I think that's very important. Yeah. We've actually been working uh, pretty closely with a uh, virtual tour company called Astroroom. Um, They've got some really I mean, pretty amazing what they can do nowadays with the virtual tours. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So when, you know, when we were starting to research um, you a little bit and, um, you know, I was looking over some of the reviews that you've got and I noticed that one, you know, really specifically mentioned that you have so many great relationships around your community with contractors and other professionals. Um, so, and actually we recently did another episode just all about um, working with financial professionals. So, but um, my question is, how have you, you know, gone about actually getting all of these relationships set up? Yeah, that's a, that's another great question. Um, it's really just a function of the amount of time and experience I've had in the business, and as being a homeowner myself, having to have work done on my home, and you know, working with many contractors, and it's it's very hit or miss. So. 
Um, you know, it's, it's really just a, a matter of my comfort level with each professional that I recommend. And, um, you know, they've, I've had contractors who, you know, when you hire, when you hire me, you know, you get all the ancillary professionals that you need, whether it's a real estate attorney, a lender, or, or, um, any type of contractor, general contractor, masonry contractor, um, it's, you know, when you hire me, you get the whole, the whole package. Cause of course I can't wear all those hats myself. So it, speaking of having to wear uh, hats yourself, you know, since, since you've been using home ASAP for your marketing, have you gleaned anything from your own account manager, Gwen, in terms of marketing for yourself, in terms of just learning uh, whether it's new strategies, tactics, or uh, any sort of greater appreciation for, for digital marketing? Well, it's what's important about about that question is that, you know, Gwen works with so many um, realtors, as you know, so she gets to she gets to hear firsthand what is or is not working with her clients. And so she takes that experience and feedback and, you know, tries to improve the the marketing for us and make suggestions. Uh, Actually, we're we're just about about to um, embark on a, on a different type of um, ad campaign um, at the end of this month. So I'm going to be touching base with her pretty soon. Um, so she just has, she just is able to, you know, glean from all the, the clients that she has, you know, what is working or, you know, what can be improved, what could be done a different way. So that's, that's really helpful. That's another thing. I just, how would I, how could I know that? How could I do that? It would just, I'd just be going on my own experience. So it's, it's important to let the, the, the professional who is the expert in their field do what they do. So, um, you know, I, I call myself a marketing expert in terms of real estate, but you know, I have help with that. And Gwen is a big part of that help. I don't try to do things that I'm not able to do, like, like create and run effective ads or give legal advice or give, yeah, I just, it's important to stay in my lane and, and, uh, and, and, you know, let people like Gwen do what they do so well. Um, I kind of want to go back to something that you said earlier too, about, um, you know, being in the right place at the right time with, you know, when leads come in from these ads or from Facebook or whatever, you know, the thing I've noticed with a lot of um, agents who kind of have trouble with services like Turnkey Suite is that they're not doing the follow-up piece. Um, So could you talk a little bit about like what you're doing, you know, to follow up with these people and to create these relationships? Yeah, I mean, follow up is is key. Uh, you know, you're not going to just make one call one time and get yourself a million dollar deal. Mm-hmm. It's it's all about consistency and and doing it every day, and um, and just sticking with it. And then oftentimes it's difficult and it's not rewarding because you don't hear anything back for weeks and months and years at a time. But then out of nowhere, when somebody needs you, there they are. They'll give you a call and they'll let you know, and they. I've heard, I've heard a few times, you know, I've, I've gotten a call out of nowhere on a Saturday morning and, you know, heard, you know, I really appreciate that, that I'm staying in touch with these people, you know, um, for, uh, for several years. And here I was thinking, you know, I'll probably never hear anything from this person, but there they are because, because of that consistency. And there's, there's different ways that I, that I reach out. I, you know, I send people things in the mail. I do send 
emails and, and texts. I call people. And of course they see my social media presence. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah. And marketing, uh, I guess we'd call that like omni-channel, just making sure that you're kind of a little bit of everywhere, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. So um, I guess we'll move on to kind of something we've been doing new with our guests. Um, and if you, if you're not comfortable doing this, you know, let us know, but it's, uh, we call it a rapid fire round. So it's just kind of like fun, personal questions, you know, just kind of get you to know you a little bit. So uh, you game. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, so the, yeah, nothing real serious here. So don't worry. We're not going to uh, go with politics or religion or. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee all the way. Strong and black coffee. Um, I, I'm the barista, I guess you call it in my house. My wife uh, gets up earlier than me, but she waits for me to make the coffee. So, yeah. um, so we look forward to that every morning. Right there with you. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, cat person or dog person? Um, actually, I would say both, but we have a cat named Coltrane who is, um, who is like a son to us. Uh, you know, love him very much. He's, you know, a huge part of the family for such a physically small little being. Yeah. So Coltrane, it's, uh, so are you into jazz or? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, I'm into a lot of music. I used to play music professionally, not jazz, but uh, more of like uh country-ish rock or rock that you could tell I was in the country. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm just kind of the same vein. So I, I'm right there with you. Oh, cool. Cool. We can talk about that for hours. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I love uh, a lot of the classic jazz and John Coltrane's one of my favorite musicians. Um, when we brought our, our cat home, he was about nine weeks old and uh, we were, you know, thinking about names for him. I can't even remember what we were thinking at the time, but one evening he was, you know, tearing around the house as we were getting dinner ready. And um, as we often do when we're getting dinner ready, we put on some classic jazz. I put on some Coltrane train and um, as soon as as soon as i put that on uh he just plopped down on the top of the <laughs> couch and and uh and just kind of went to sleep and we said that's it coltrane's the name wow that's <laughs> funny so my dog um one of the ways we got him to sleep early on or relax him was uh vince garaldi you know who who did the uh the yeah yeah we the- yeah love vince garaldi yeah 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 so huh. a little little jazz theme in our house too for our, our pets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really nice. Right. Um, so let's see, uh book or movie. Book or movie. Boy, I that's a tough one. I you know, I'd have to say both. I I love um I love classic movies. It's disappointing that we can't see more of them on Netflix. You have to go about it in a different way if you want to see the classic movies but um yeah i read a lot of books mostly you know mostly on real estate stuff these days yeah um i guess i'll make this one the last one then um winter or summer oh that's a tough one because (laughs) it's more like spring and fall but um those are my favorite um so boy with the summer i really hate the, the heat when it's really bad like 90 degrees plus um you would not like Florida. <laughs> I would not like, what was that? You would not like the state of Florida. <laughs> I'm already sweating. Yeah, I've, only, I've been down there only at uh, the, the, you know, less hot times a year. 
and it's been uh-huh. it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, but that's that's the best time to go. If you're from but the, but the thing about winter is I you know I really kind of hate the snow as well. I don't mind the cold so much, but I hate so it's kind of boy it's it's tough. But I I basically I just love the the changing of the seasons and. So I'm not sure if I, yeah, I hate, that's like, that's probably the toughest question you've asked. <laughs> I don't, I, I take the fifth. I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been a fall guy myself. So I understand where you're coming from on this. Um, my, my wife and I go up to, you know, except for last year, we go up to Vermont for in October for some foliage viewing and fall festivities. And, you know, we're scheduled to go in October. So we hope to get to do that and get to enjoy it. It's, it's incredible up there. Yeah. Yeah. I've never been. So I, I, that's definitely on a bucket list. Yeah. You should do that. The place we go to, we see, you know, people come from all over the world and my wife is from Japan. So we've had her, you know, family members come with us and, and they, you know, they come and there's other people we've met from Japan, you know, randomly will we'll be there. And, you know, the license plates are from every state and, you know, Canada, people go, go from all over the world to this, this place. It's the town of Grafton, Vermont's in Southeastern Vermont. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll definitely check that out. Um, okay. Um, well, I just want to thank you for coming on and uh, sharing all your knowledge. And it's, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Uh, so I guess that'll wrap it up for us here today. Um, oh, thank you. Thank you guys so much. This has been, this has been really nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's always really cool just to meet new people from around different areas and get all these different perspectives. It's, uh, you know, just a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, that I, and I really appreciate you having me. So thank you very much. Thanks for joining us at the Real Estate Roundtable presented by Home ASAP. To learn more about Turnkey Suite, please visit turnkeysuite.homeasap.com. Did you know that you can listen on Facebook? Follow Home ASAP on Facebook to receive new episodes straight to your newsfeed. Don't forget to leave us a review on the podcast platform of your choice. This has been a production of Home ASAP, the leaders in real estate marketing on Facebook. Thank you.